Hey everybody, it's Tim. Welcome or welcome back to the LOH Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, I ask you to please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and our YouTube channel, where you can access all our message content. Most importantly, I hope the following message inspires you to take your next step in the faith journey. Enjoy. So, um, yeah, I, I put you guys in this position. Is that cool or not? Yeah. You guys good. upset about that? No. <laughs> I mean, stage fright, but you know, it's all good. All right. So, um, let's, let's talk to you first, Sam. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> where do you come from? <laughs> yeah. Does he even go here? Well, no. Who's this uh, kid? Um, if you've ever seen this dude, he's like amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. You were all right on the drums today. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I give myself a seven out of ten today. Did you? Did, yeah, I mean, that, that was I. Is that on? Uh, can, can you? Can you? Can you guys hear him? All right. It's on. It's on. All right. No, oh, there I am. Okay. <laughs> Seven out of ten is yeah. that what you I, I give myself a seven out of ten. Yeah. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, you agree, right? Yeah, ten. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten, yeah. Carter, uh, ten. Yeah. I'm getting tens. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're too kind. All right. Too so, kind. um, I heard Sam at youth group probably a year ago uh, share his story, his testimony. Um, aren't stories amazing? Yeah. Testimonies are powerful. I mean, believe, Jesus wasn't lying in Revelation when he said we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. It's powerful. And when I was hearing him share and also Liz when she was sharing, I, I thought two things about both of you guys when you're sharing your heart was I want the church to hear this. <laughs> and so that, that's where this came from, where this sparked. So anyways, but before you kind of get to your I guess it's all your testimony. Can you take us back? Uh, w w seriously, where do you come from? Yeah. So <laughs> What's your story a little bit? Basically, I came from space on a meteor and kind of just... Yeah. <laughs> um, no, seriously. Uh, so uh, I was... I was born. You're Sam. You can introduce yeah, my, yourself. I, yeah. So I'm Sam. Hi, guys. <laughs> my name is Sam. Um, I, uh, I came from my biological mother who was 18 at the time when she had me but uh, she gave me and my twin sister Sarah up for adoption and so my parents got us from birth straight up like out the womb into the house um, so <laughs> yeah so uh, my parents are pastors I'm a PK uh, from Landover, Maryland, which is about like three hours from here, which is why you don't see me much because the drive is insane. Um, and uh, I kind of just like grew up in the church. Kind of when I say born in the church, I literally mean my first Sunday out the hospital was in church. So mm -hmm. born in church for real. Um, but I was raised in Ghana, West Africa, which is where my parents are originally from for the first five years of my life then came to America after the five years and have been living in Landover, Maryland ever since. But, uh, yeah, I mean... What was that experience like, being a pastor's kid, adopted? 
Um, being a, I'll do the first one, a Packers <laughs> kid, uh, it's, it's quite interesting, shall I say. <laughs> um, uh, it's kind of, uh, you're kind of put on a, on a pedestal. Right, because you're you're put in like the public image or the public eye, um, kind of all the time. And so, uh, it was an interesting thing growing up, like everybody knowing me and not knowing anybody. Mm. Oh, I raised you, and you were this big, and <laughs> who are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like um, that was a. It was just an interesting thing yeah. to navigate, but um, and all things God works together for the good. So. Um, that was uh, that was an interesting time, but what was your other thing? Pastor's kid and uh, adopted. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, it was uh, it was something that my parents were very open about uh, since I was seven. Uh, my parents uh, introduced the adoption world and all that stuff to me, like when we were on vacation in Williamsburg, um, when I was about eight or nine. Uh, my sister and I were always curious because um, you've never seen my parents, but they are as dark as this floor, and I'm very light. So we had a lot of questions and concerns. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is gonna be this is gonna be a funny time for a little bit. Um, I uh, I use humor as a. Yeah, Anyways, that's um, good. so um, we were very curious, but they were very open. They were very honest. Um, we didn't take like any like weirdness or animosity towards like anybody or nothing like that because we were raised with fruits of the spirit mm. um so there was it was just a really like healing time at least in those like pre-adolescent teen years where it's like okay i'm learning more about like myself and a little bit more about like my biological family and things of that nature but um navigating those two things at once my life has always been like a juggle if that makes sense um there was like multiple things going on uh with the adoption pastor's kids school social life all those types of things so it was a very interesting thing but my my parents really rooted me in the word um which helped me a lot uh growing up so did you ever feel so like because i heard your story too so where do you feel like um do you ever feel like there was a fork in the road where um, you, a rebellious way or a way of uh, dabbling in the world? Or what was your experience as a teenager like? Because you were very open. Is that all right if we're open and vulnerable today a little bit? Yeah, that's what we want. Okay. Um, so about like maybe go to like your teenage years and kind of your experience. So you're a pastor's kid. You know what you're supposed to do, right? Um, I hope. Yeah, you and your sister, twin sister. Correct. Uh, what, how do you navigate through your teenage years to the, the story that you t- told me, that Sheesh. you lied about? And I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so kind of like you said, uh, there was a stage, you can say, or a phase in my life where I was very, I wouldn't say against God, but I was just not really clicking with the whole church Christian, tr- church yeah. Christian image. I was like, uh, this is all I've ever known. I grew how, up on how this. How old do you think when you started that? Or was it kind of? It was, I'd say it was around 
12 or 13. That's how okay. old you are when you're in like seventh or eighth grade, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like 12 or 13, like in that like later, latter middle school years, that's when I kind of like was like, yeah, I don't think. I don't think I want to do that. Um, but mm. that was like, that came from like multiple, like my environment, the people who, who I was hanging around. Um, but you were already playing music, right? You started playing yeah, music I started, when you were... I started ministering when I was nine. They first put me on drums. Like at church and yeah. drums. Yeah, my dad was nine. like, we need people. Nine years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we need people. And we're like, you're going <laughs> to, real work. Um, he was like, we need people and I'm going to just put you on the praise and worship team because th- my parents said that Nine ever since I was like two and I could pick things up, I would literally grab any two things and start drumming everywhere. <laughs> so they realized the gift early yeah. and so they put That's me on awesome. early. So yeah, I was, I was in ministry from nine to now. Never taking a Sunday off. Um, yeah. So, so that, I think that's important to point out. Uh, Tyler, what Tyler's going to share later. I, can, I know you guys are so excited about that. <laughs> he's not, but um, okay. So he's adopted by pastor's kids. He's put on the platform at nine. Mm-hmm. Um, not all about it, but your parents got you there. Your yeah. parents put you. Where were you today? Trunks. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> the full circle moment right just, there. Just think, think about that, and I, I want parents to think about that. Kids aren't all about it. Kids might be. I don't want to be here. I don't want to come. I don't want to, dude. I mean, that's that's. It's maybe actually, it's just maybe no, that's no, cool no, to it's me. Actually, it's cool to me. No, you trust me. I've had this realization. Okay, so years go, ago. keep going. I don't mean to no, 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 so. no. I like your segue. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I was kind of like in the world. I would say I wasn't like fully in the world. I was like 80, 20. I was 80 in the world, 20 Christian. Um, I know that sounds <laughs> weird, but like it is what it is, right? Yeah. So um, I was like always like hanging around friends who were just like doing the wrong things. Um uh, I kind of, well, I kind of had a bad rap as a kid. I was a horrible child. I'm not going to lie to you. I got expelled from preschool. How do you do that? Only God knows. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was just like doing a whole bunch of things. And I think around like the, like what I said, 12, 13, seventh, eighth grade, I was like introduced to the idea of like girls and <laughs> all that stuff that comes with it of, I wasn't really like focused on that as a younger kid. I don't know, maybe because my parents shielded me from all of that. But um, I was, uh, I kind of, it's a weird thing. My relationship with like girls also affected my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it was linked, but it's kind of weird because every time I was in a relationship, especially with my first one, I was very, um, I was very like, okay, well, this is cool. Like, God, I'm in a relationship, like, whatever works, whatever works. It was a very bad relationship. And during that time, I was very rocky with God. Um, so it took precedence over God. That's correct. what you're saying. Like, when it correct. was a girl, that was what you were serving. Correct. Instead of the actual master. And so, over time, I would, like, break up and be like, okay, I'm with God now. Like, it's just me and God. Like, mm. we're going to be like this. We're going to be so tight besties. And, um, <laughs> and then another girl would come in and I'm like, all right, cool, girl, 
<laughs> and then I'll be like, no, I still got God. Don't worry. Don't worry. I still got God. But girl. Yeah. Um, and then that didn't work out. And I'm like, all right, all right. You know, it's just, it's enough girls. God, like straight God, like cool. I'm done. And this is probably high school by now. I'm, I'm not sure how yeah, bro. long it's, that developed, but. I guess, <laughs> am I really being that open? Um, so, yes, Sam, yes. Okay, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there. That's yeah, what so, we came for today. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, that was like beginning of high school-ish, 9th, 10th grade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another girl. And then I was like, eh, okay, no. But this one, this one I swear was different because the girl was also a pastor's kid. So I'm like, okay. We're both rooted in Christ. Meant to be. This is, gonna, this is great. Like, we're going to be best buds, and I'm already best buds with God. This is going to be beautiful, right? Yeah, no, it didn't work out. Um, so, <laughs> then, <laughs> right? And I'm like, God, why? Um, and then I was like, you know what? I think this is a sign, God. You know, let me just focus on you first. Things will come after. Okay, how old were you that? It was... I was... Is that, is that close to your story at the altar? Yes. You okay. see, you're good on the segue. Um, I was about 16. That's why I'm here. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was about 16 um, at the time, and I think... What were you wrestling with? What was, what was going on in your head? What was going on in your mind? I want you to take us from, okay, this girl mm-hmm. not working out, girl not working out, going back to God, trying to find God, this kind of back and forth wavering between yeah. two opinions, as scripture says. Yeah. And you get to this point, work us up to the moment at the altar where you have a literal come to Jesus moment where you... It's, it's kind of like this climactic, like, ultimatum. It's either, it's either I got to go all this way or all this way. All these things are coming in your mind, all these questions, right? right? There's so much tension, so much struggle. Right. Try, try, maybe get us there. I got you. I got you. I'll paint the story for you, Cap. You got your thinking caps on? Because I'm about to get real. All right. So, <laughs> so, um, so I was about 16, um, and I was getting over my last relationship and conveniently I was looking towards another one and I know so bad right and so I was like I'm still trying to get right with God and how we were like pre-girl and all the worldly type of stuff and um, that's when uh, my parents introduced YouthCon I think it was YouthCon uh uh, the youth Potomac. conference, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Potomac Networks have a youth conference every year. Um, and Did you want to go? Or you- uh, at first, I was like, I don't... Because it was my first time, I was like, I don't know what I'm expecting. I don't really do this type of stuff. So, But we'll see. It was with uh, my sister church. Um, we had two churches that were like... My dad and the pastor of the other church were like really close buds in seminary school. So um, we went together and um, met some new friends. And it was a cool time. Um, the first night, it was really good. Had a great experience. Um, got down there. We were jumping, hanging around, lifting hands, worshiping. It was cool. Uh-huh. And um, second night came, and we were, uh, we were listening to a sermon that conveniently was, whoa, conveniently was titled The Ultimatum. That's kind of weird. Really? Bring that up. Whoa. Um, I think I still have it in my notes, but... The pastor was talking about like 
still being tied with the world and trying to get right with God. And it was literally speaking mm -hmm. right to me at that time. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know how. I didn't know where. Oh, I found it. Cool. Um, we are forced with ultimatums, not a lot of the time in our lives, but we do good for, uh, face with them sooner or later. In the Bible, though, Jesus faces the devil, and the devil is tempting, but Jesus still obeys his commandments and continually chooses God uh, and what God said. And it's funny how we have ultimatums where one option is the world and one option is God, yet we still hesitate to choose between the two as if those are good options, is what he said. Okay. And... I was like, why, are, why am I hesitant with choosing the option that I know is right? Mm -hmm. Even though I feel like, because honest with you, the world wouldn't be tempting if it wasn't good, right? You wouldn't be tempted to eat cake if it wasn't good, right? Because it's like, oh, if it's an ugly cake, okay, I'm not going to eat it. Uh -huh. But if it's a good cake, knowing yeah, that you sure. are... I'm diabetic. Then you're just like, I don't know, that was a weird example. But like, then you're not going to like eat the cake, right? Okay. Um, so it's like, yeah, I'm having a hard time to, just, to, uh, to decide. And the pastor was like, you know what? I feel like very strongly in my spirit. I want to have an altar call for the people who are, are hesitant. Just like if you're hesitant about choosing, just come down. I want to pray for you. So you know how like the pastor would be like, yeah, don't be scared. Don't be worried about the other people around you. I was worried about the other people around me. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to be the first one, but I don't know what it is. Uh, I just, I just got up because I was like, you know what? What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. So I got up, I went down there. There was like a whole bunch of other people down there with me. And I was just down there. I was praying. I was telling God like, I don't want to be hesitant no more. Like, I just want to be re real, real with you. And some dude, don't know who he is. Never met him. He came up behind me, grabbed my shoulder. He was just like, just let it go. Mm. Just let it all go. Give it to him. What's, literally, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And then he left. And I was like, looking around like, oh my gosh, what the hell was that, Jesus? <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, who was that? So I just bust down crying after he said that, though. I was <laughs> like, yo, God, for real? I'm all in for you, bro. <laughs> like, like, for real, dude? Like, yeah. It's me and you till the end of time. That's like, cool. ride or die. So, ever since then, I kind of, like, put everything that was distracting to me. So, like, the girls, the friends, the environment. I kind of put that, like, all behind me. Put them as, like, last on the list. And put God as number one. And from then on, like, obviously, people saw me differently. People didn't want to, like, talk to me or hang out with me or do whatever. Because where I grew up, it's very cool and chill to be very of the world and not of God. And so mm. living, living in that life, it was very at first lonely because I had nobody to like back me up other than my like twin sister, but who really wants to talk to your sister about that stuff? Right? <laughs> um, and so I was like, you know, God, I know that right now it seems like there's no one there, even though I know you are. But um, over time, he showed me the, the people that I'm close to now. And convenient, conveniently enough, it brought me here um, during my, my search for a church. Um, but Do you like it? Is, it? is it all right for you, the church? Oh, yeah. Do you like it? it? Duh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Duh. That's good. Right? Um, no, I'm glad. That's great. Yeah, I was, um, it was my freshman year of college. 
and I was looking for churches um, around the area, and I, um, I found one, and I was there. I was um, involved in the worship team over there as well, and um, I just didn't feel like I was spiritually fed. I felt like I was going there to play, not to serve. And I also felt like even when I was sitting down listening, I was listening to words of men. And I was like, I don't know if it's because of just me. I don't know if it's the environment. I don't know what it is, but God help me out here because I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so there was a time where I was just like watching like my dad online back at home because I was like, there's like nothing over here for me. And weirdly enough, when I let, you know, I kind of let it go of like, hey, like whatever happens, just happens. I'm gonna leave it to God. Um, just like how the man said when he touched my shoulder. He was like, I was, uh, it was summer break of last year. And he directed me to the AG site, which I never go to. Um, and he was just like, just go there. So I went there. I saw that there was like a directory of like churches that you could like look up. And I was like, I didn't on. know that existed. I, right. I was like, hold on. <laughs> this is a cool tool. So I put in, um, put in the area code and you guys were like third on the list or something like that. And I was like, where are these kids? Let me check them out. So <laughs> I go to the website and I'm like, okay, they look cool. I could probably chill with them. And um, I came over. Um, Tim Skiles was the first person to meet yeah, me. Yeah, you like outside. sat with Tim Skiles for yeah. a while, right? Tim Skiles, love you, dude, wherever you're at. I came inside. I was trying to park. Y'all parking situation is horrible when I got there. <laughs> there was nothing. Man had a parking grass Thanks. and Thanks. was very confused. But no worries. Tim Skiles to the rescue. <laughs> and so uh, he brought me in. He was like, yeah, like, church is going to start in a couple minutes. Never seen you before. What's your name? All, like, all super warm and loving. I got inside and it was weird because I was questioning God. I was like, God, I need to find a home like a church home because I don't want to be, I, me personally, I don't like the, the online aspect of like watching church online. I like to be in there. So to actually feel some, I don't know. That was just me. I'm an, I'm an old soul. Um, if you didn't know, my parents are on the brink of 70. So I was grown, I was grown up with that's stuff. young. That's yeah, young. Yeah, that's yeah, young. yeah, yeah. You get the point. So, um, <laughs> young parents. Yeah. All right. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. Sorry, young parents. And <laughs> so, <laughs> I came in here, and um, Roberta, my mother, she was, uh, <laughs> she was at the door. She was song? greeting everybody, and she was like, "Hi, how are you?" And you know her nice, sweet Southern voice. And um, Tim Skiles, uh, he came up to her. He was like, "Hey, this is Sam." She was like, oh, hey, Sam, welcome home. And I was like, oh, oh, oh Roberta, you almost made me cry that day. Um, and That's so cool, I came man. inside. She was like, hey, you can sit next to me today. And dude. I, rem I remember. Dude, it was, it was an experience, cool. man. I got in here. I was like, this, it was such a well up. And, and listening to, to, to Pastor Tim speak, and I actually felt filled when I left. So that's how I knew. I was like, 
God, is this it? That's great. Is this home? It just got confirmed over time, so. That's great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, Sam. Yeah. Thank you, and I might come back to you. That's awesome. Let it go. Let it go. And the opportunities in front of you are just, just wait. Just wait. So anyways, Liz, Sam took all your time, so we're done. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just I kidding. So I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Here. I feel terrible because I tried to set Sam on a date. I didn't know he was like Oh my god. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> oh. oh my god. So like, I, I totally forgot. I'm all for marriage. So you, I've seen ah, some of you boys. I yo. can set you up. <laughs> I love good setup. Me and Aaron were set up. Oh my god. You totally so, did. <laughs> who are you, Liz? Who oh, are, I'm who not are? sure why I'm up here. He says like I, something I said made him feel like we should do this, and I'm not exactly sure what that was. <laughs> but um, you should have asked me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I think um, it might have been Dustin. I like a good deep talk, but I don't have many. Uh, I think my five kids have something to do with that. I have a very, I have the wisest man for a husband, but he is not a chatter. <laughs> um, and so when I get the chance to talk about the really meaningful stuff in life, I just sort of, I, I don't know, it makes me feel alive. I don't know if you're like that or not. Uh -huh. um, so we were talking, look, you hear my voice, Christine, the crying. Uh, <laughs> we were talking and I said, you know, Dustin, I'll be honest with you, you know, youth group's going through a transition. Um, when I got involved with the youth group, it was because I really wanted to encourage middle school kids to come. And, uh, and then we had 12 seniors graduate, and now guess what we got? Tons of middle school kids. Uh -huh. And uh, our high schoolers are sort of feeling like they need a little, a little love and a few more high school kids with them. So... Um, Wait, what was, what was I saying? <laughs> well, I didn't uh, yeah. ask you. Okay, uh, you didn't ask me anything. You didn't I, ask me something. But I know what I'm saying. That yeah. um, we were talking, we were having this deep talk, and I was saying to get, you know, because when I came, I feel terrible. A lot of leaders left. And I was hoping it wasn't because of me and more because they're having babies and stuff. But it's just what happened. High schoolers, we lost our high schoolers and we lost leaders. And I was saying, you know, if we need more leaders and more people involved, they really have to care about what's going on. And I said, um, you know why I really care? There's a hundred reasons, but <laughs> one of the greatest reasons sleeps across the hall from me. I said, I said, uh, for the past three months, Every night when I go to say goodnight to Kit, she's on her top bunk and her flashlight's on and she's in her Bible. I said, Dustin, I've been her mother her entire life. I didn't make that happen. That's from a message she heard from mm. you in our youth group. Mm. There wasn't a hundred kids in youth group that night, <laughs> but my girl was there and my girl got something that'll stay with her for her whole life. And, uh, oh my gosh. And it was just... It's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, you know, that means everything to me. And uh, I think Dustin mainly wanted me to talk about why I serve. And um, I want you guys to think with me about uh, sports teams your kids have been on. Okay. So we were on, we're on a soccer team. And uh, we travel. And there was a great guy who is a pastor, and he said, well, if we're traveling on Sundays, um, 
I'll, I'll do church Sunday, okay? Then we can travel soccer and we can have church. And I'm like, I love this guy. Great idea. <laughs> and uh, you know what? My family came and one other family. And it, it doesn't get easier than that, guys. The church is right there on the soccer field. And I thought, you know what? This team is full of wonderful families. These are good people. But, you know, these people don't have God in their life. God's of no importance to them. You know, imagine sitting on your deck and it's summer and your friends are there and you're having hot dogs and you're having hamburgers and the kids are playing in the yard and you're like, this is a wonderful night. This is the best. And I just worry for those families, those ones on the sport team, those good people. They think that's what life's about. Beautiful summer nights. They think this is the epitome of happiness family. Mm. But friends, when I look at the Bible, how deep we get in, and I think about the meaning of life, what does the Bible say? To glorify our Father, the Creator who made us. He made us masterpieces, and our job here on earth, why'd He put us here? It's to glorify Him. It's not to have hot dogs on the deck, babies. That is fun, and that is great, but the sweetest the most wonderful moments in my life are when I'm serving God. I'm terrible at reading my Bible. I'm not a good prayer. But when I'm serving God, my whole heart, my whole life is more special. It's just like, this is what I'm made for. God made us to serve. You know, people want to say, you can't get to heaven with works. Of course. Of course you can't. But God loves a worker for him. Mm. God loves somebody who's going to serve. And you know what? You change, the, you change the life of everybody you're serving for. So when I think, how am I going to spend my limited time? Okay, I got a lot of kids. I could stay at my home, and, and that's a good mission, me caring for my babies. But... It's for those people who don't know there's something more than hot dogs on the deck. They don't know there's something more. I want them to know. I want them to know the sweetest life they can have is with God. And, and that's why I serve right there. And what's beautiful about serving is we all can serve in such special, different ways. Yeah. Like, I can look at this church right now, okay? I, I don't know if this is proper or not because you got to hear how you can serve from God. But I can just like see awesome stuff you guys could do. Like Holly's back there tonight. I'm so glad to see you, Holly. <laughs> Molly's here. They do wonderful makeup. They do wonderful hair. How can you use that talent for God? Mm. My husband, Aaron, he is so good with money. How can you use that for God? Mm. He taught a class about budgeting before. That'll change people's lives. And let me see who else I can talk about. <laughs> Bert back there. Bert, you ever seen Bert build something? The, <laughs> the quality he puts into stuff. How can you use that for God? Yeah. And I'm hoping there's a few of you out here when I looked at you. I'm hoping there's somebody out there that can use their gifts in the youth group. Yeah. So let me let me interject oh, there. Is that all right? I mean, you may ask do me I exist? I don't know. Uh, no, that's perfect. I mean, can we just give? I mean, yeah. Um, what what would you say to somebody? Um, because we've talked before, um, like you just mentioned briefly, like. I don't read my Bible, I don't pray, but like this I can do. Like for someone, because 
I know in Shine Kids, we're open for just people that want to give, people that want to serve. And Move, we're open for people. And I'm sure there's other ministries. What would you tell somebody that's just like, I feel inadequate. I feel like I don't have anything to give. What, what would you... I would just you say encourage you them? Start. Like uh, this little girl, Anna, who I really appreciate. Um, last time I talked, she said, I want to help with youth group, but I'm like a shy a shy person you ought to see her now like she'll she'll just find the kids that she really can uh zoom into you know like each of us is made to sort of talk to a certain type of person you know we do best with that type of person um <laughs> like i'll find we do a bible school at our house which is uh, a beautiful week and I'll find people think like, oh, I'm not really good. And I'm like, literally anyone can serve snack. But if you don't do it, snack doesn't get served. Like, yes. Everybody's got an important role. And like, you know, people are like, the janitor's as important as the uh, president. Well, that's actually, like, honestly, if the White House wasn't clean, we'd have a junk heap for a White House. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like, we really just need people, like, say Oh, listen, say somebody <laughs> came to youth group that purely wanted to clean up snack. We have dinner. Say somebody wanted to come and just do that. You know who that helps? Me and my five kids not get home at 930. We could get home at 830. All jobs are important. And I just really think if you start and you make yourself a helper for God, you're sometimes it's sometimes it's not that fun week after week right <laughs> but sometimes you're gonna have that week where you hear something dustin says or you just feel like so wonderful that you help the cause yeah. of god and that's going to so happen awesome. for you awesome just you just awesome. gotta start <laughs> awesome so so yeah we're we're, we're gonna finish up here what do you think um now, this is a move takeover, right? You guys see this? What is uh, move about to you? Um, move about, move is about, uh, you know, there's so much, there is darkness in the world, right? There is uh, depression in the world. I talked about this earlier with the teen suicide and stuff. The move to me is, is a light spot, that just will, uh, it would just grow. When these kids age out of move, then what do they have? They have their work. They have their family. Do you see the light that grows? Mm. If you can just start your kids up, give them this foundation, and then it becomes their own, then it just spreads through the city, through the world, through wherever they go. And to me, that's move. And move to me is also a like I told Carter the other week, to, to my family going to moves, like going to a party every set Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, good. Move to me is a way for my family to bond, for me to keep in touch with my big kids as I'm busy with my little kids. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. You know, as your kids age, you're no longer teaching them Noah's Ark and stuff. You're teaching them through your actions. And I just pray through me and Aaron helping with move and in other ways. My kids are just watching and seeing that they want to be helpers too, especially uh, helpers for, for God's causes. The best lesson I ever learned from my mom is generosity. Starting kindergarten, I took an extra snack for a girl that didn't have one. Continued on, we had different people live at our house, random people at Thanksgiving, people that needed a place. 
one time I brought an exchange student home and my mom's like, who's this? And I was like, mom, she needs a place to live for three months. She's from Spain. <laughs> my mom's like, all right. You know, you learn from your parents. <laughs> my mom's great that way. A lady from her work lived with us. You learn from her parents. I learned generosity from her. And by me helping, I hope my kids learn to be helpers. And, uh, you know, they learn through what, through what we do. And there That's you have great. it. great. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So... Um, Let's give it up for these guys, I think. So, um, what, Tyler, is it all right if we stand or would it be too long? Yeah, just stay seated, but we are gonna, we are gonna end this. Tyler's gonna uh, share, share some things with us. Um, I hope that you've been encouraged and inspired. Um, I feel like there's going to be a time after this where I just challenge you to just bring it before God, these conversations, your heart, your response, and uh, truly ask the Lord, what do you want me to do with it? What part do I play? Because we're all a part of the body and no part is excused. No part can be cut off. No part. Every part, if you know Jesus as your savior, he's the head. And, and part of why you're living is to understand what part you have to play. Amen. And for the church to fully be functioning the way God intends it to be functioning, every part has to do their part. I said every part. Amen. And that should be an exciting opportunity. Because I know that there's even many in this room that feel like, I, I don't have a part to play. God hasn't told me. I don't have a specific platform gift. I don't see how, like, I don't want to clean up the snack. I don't want to do this or that. I mean, that might be you. But I want to encourage you that God is stopping this moment right now to say, no, no, that's not true. You say me, I have a part to play. I have a part to play. So what is, what is that? So, uh, and real, real quick, before I get into <clears throat> what I wanted to share, um, we're actually running a, a growth track here in January, right? We're starting on? <laughs> we debated. When, when are we starting? Next well, year. Be, yes, be looking the beginning for of next year. Early next year, we're going to do a growth track. And basically, it's if you haven't done it yet, it's four or five weeks. It just kind of goes over the basics of the church. And then at the, the final five weeks, or the final... Uh, the final night, we kind of give a preview of all the ministries that we have here, and we challenge you to, to be, get plugged in. That's, so that's yeah. the way to get plugged in. That's an easy, practical way, so be looking for that coming. Yeah, that's a good right? advertisement. But you don't have to wait till then either, right? right? Because that's what we, we kind of commit to. That is our doorway and pathway. That's our way forward in service. But at the same time, if, you're, if you plan on doing that in January, March, whenever we're planning to do it at the beginning of next year, you can start and serve. We don't want anyone to have to wait to get plugged in and to serve. So that's another side as well but go so ahead um before and i'm gonna try and keep it brief but have you enjoyed today i've really enjoyed today Great. it it hasn't it's 11 35 but honestly it it seemed like it went really quick to me at least sitting there i was a little concerned making the decision to have the older kids stay up but i think uh they they would enjoy today um
so just bear with me because this is not at all like I'm not at all comfortable up here. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can tell, but I, I'm not comfortable. But I really f- ha- have felt over the past few weeks, the Lord's really been ministering to me um, personally. Um, if if you didn't know, I'm the I, I'm the Shine Kids leader here at the church, and um, Pastor Tim's been talking about the tabernacle. I've been in the church my whole life, kind of similar to Sam. I was probably, you know, born on Saturday and came to church on Sunday. Um, but uh, I, I've really, you know, the tabernacle stuff has probably ministered to me in a different way with, with having so many kids of my own and being over the kids, a lot of the messages I look at through that lens, that's how the Lord speaks to me a lot um, about kids and things. And so as he, as he spoke about the tabernacle um, the past few weeks, two stories really hit me hard, and I've really been kind of chewing on them and thinking about things to do with them. And... Um, the, the stories are Abraham and Isaac. I mean, most of you guys have known the story of Abraham where, you know, he's promised a kid and he can't have a kid. And he's 100 years old. He finally has a kid. And then the Lord tells him to sacrifice the kid, okay? Sacrifice the kid. It's kind of a crazy situation. And he just, he just goes to obey him. But the Lord spares the son um, but he's, he's fully, I, I believe he's fully willing in that story. Every indication shows that he's fully willing to give up that son that he'd waited his whole life for, for the Lord. Then the second story um, is Hannah and Samuel. Hannah, a similar situation. She can't have a son. She has a lot, of, a lot of trouble, but she says, Lord, if you give me this son, I'll give him to you. And so what happens is she has, has the son, um, but, you know, and, and she basically just drops him at the temple. After he's weaned, she drops him at the temple and says, Lord, he's fully yours. Okay, um, so those two stories, a lot of different things. I could go on and on about it. I'm not going to, so we can get to lunch and stuff. But, 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 but I, I do have something that, Really, it really went along with what Lizzie was saying. I thought to myself, the, the worst thing that I could do as a parent, the, my biggest fear as a parent is that I would teach my kids everything and miss the most important thing, right? And... Um, if the band, if the band would come up, the band can come up. Um, yeah. So, what I'd like you to do is, if if you would just stand up right now. Um, so, in that, you know, I, I I had been praying, and I and I think, man, like even my kids, I have seven kids, and they're they're all so different in so many ways. And I just say to, I just I just say to the Lord, Lord, help me to guide them. But then I'm like, 
Lord, help me not to guide them in my direction. Help them. Lord, I don't want to, I don't want them to be who I want them to be if it's not who you want them to be, right? And, and then, you know, the fear and worry of, of the world and, and the things of the world and all these things that you see kids are going in all directions, like how do you navigate having a phone as a, as a middle schooler? How do you navigate all that kind of stuff? And it, and it almost becomes overwhelming. It almost becomes overwhelming to think, Lord, you know, I have this pre- these precious, beautiful lives you've entrusted to me. And even thinking of your kids and all the, all the great, amazing kids we have in this church. And I, I just think, Lord, help us to lead them. Help us to, help us to guide them, Lord. If there's anything we can say, if there's anything we can do, let, them, let us not take them in the direction that we want them to go if it's not the direction you want them to go. And... and um, you know, I was just I was just praying, and these stories kind of came to my mind. That you know, both of these situations I, I read, and 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 you know, I I noticed that it didn't say anything about what the kid was feeling. You know, and you know. A lot of a lot of people will say, "Well, you know, you got to." It comes to a point, Zeke, where you got to make a decision yourself. And yeah, that is the case. But in these situations, okay, the parents made the decision, and the parents in both situations I even looked at, they had all the excuses in the world to not do that. They they could have said. Abraham had to walk three miles. He was an old guy, had to walk three miles carrying fire up a hill with his son saying, where's the offering? Where's the offering? (laughs) Okay. And to us, that offering sounds weird, but with learning about the tabernacle, they were used to just killing stuff. And the Lord would, would say, burn all of it, burn all of it. And so that was probably real, going through his head. Oh, he's walking with his son. What in the world am I doing? But I'm trusting the Lord. Hannah, okay, the story of Hannah. The, the priest, Eli, it says he was way overweight, eating all the, eating all the offerings and stuff. His sons, his sons were sleeping with women in the, in the church that would come to do offerings, okay? Is that an excuse not to to go back Mm. on your promise? Oh, he's yours, Lord. Okay, but I wanted to challenge you guys, okay? And I know there is limited space up here. And and I don't want you to do this lightly. I I know it's it's a continual thing to offer your kids as the Lord. Uh, to the Lord, but I, I want to be somebody who does that with my kids and does that on behalf of all the kids at the church, is, is to pray the prayer of Hannah right here. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life, he will be given over to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord there his whole life. And I mean, I know I have, I have some of the older kids up here. There's even the four and five class downstairs that's still meeting. 
But I, I just want to challenge you, parent, mother, father, if the Lord is, is, is tugging on your heart, if the Lord is speaking to you about your kid, and maybe you've never done it before, maybe you, you, you say to yourself, I don't even know where to start. I don't, I've never even prayed for my kid before. Start with, he's wholly yours. Start with the whole life. With the whole life. And I just want you to take your kids and bring them up here and say, Lord, they're yours. Pray a blessing over them. Pray for them. Bless them. Bless the kid. Just, just talk to them. Tell, them. tell them what you're thankful for. Say, Lord, they're yours. That's how simple of a prayer that he needs. Lord, they're yours. That's what he's asking for, a whole heart. So as, as we pray, I'm going to lead in a prayer. Um, and then the band, the band can start to sing. And I, I just want you to do that. If you want to lay your kids at the altar for the Lord, for their whole life, Lord then you can come whenever we uh, start singing. But let me pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I just thank you for ministering today, Lord, through all these beautiful lives, Lord, the, the band up on stage and Liz and, uh, and, and Sam and Dustin and, and Pastor Tim. And Lord, it's just such a privilege to be a part of this body, Lord, and that you would even speak to me and through my stumbling of words and everything, Lord. I just thank you that your grace is enough, Lord, and your grace is enough for each parent here. Lord, let them not listen to the lies of the enemy, Lord, that, that their, their choices don't matter, Lord, that that they're a failure as a parent, Lord. Let them not listen to that, Jesus. And if you're tugging on their heart, give them grace and, and power to do the right thing. The, the word says he has given you everything that you need to live a godly life. And Lord, we want to believe that. We don't want to steer our kids in a certain direction if it's not the direction you have for them, Lord. We ask that you would give each parent a vision, Lord, a, a encouragement, a new fresh fresh eyes for their children fresh love and gratitude for what you've given them lord the blessings lord of the kids to this church lord each one made differently to accomplish a different thing in you lord god we give all of the LOH kids to you, Jesus. Use them, Lord, as, as vessels, Lord God. Use them to reach the world, to reach kids that don't know you, Lord Jesus, to reach their friends and their schools, Lord God. We pray that you would pour out your spirit, Lord God. Lord, give these kids, Lord, give these kids such a fresh fire for you, Jesus. We praise you. And, and go ahead and start start singing and if you would just come up and and pray for your kids if 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 you want to make that decision to lay your kids on the offering and to give their lives to the lord